0: Hey guys, Lena here uh, on another week in Chicago and uh, enjoying the fall weather here and uh, happy to be back with you. I uh, hope you are enjoying those weekly podcasts and uh, what I've tried to do every week is share God's word and give you a thought about one big idea. And I uh, run a ministry called Living With Power Ministries, in case this is your first time logging on to these podcasts, and I want to say to you, welcome. I'm a pediatric emergency room doctor in Chicago, and I love Jesus with all of my heart, and I love teaching His Word. And so God, in His grace, has given me a ministry called Living With Power where I can communicate biblical truth for everyday life. So no matter where you're living, what you do, we welcome you. Uh, if you're single, married guy, girl, hey, uh, we are all in this life together trying to um, get closer to, to Christ's presence in eternity. So if you don't know the Lord, I pray that even this podcast will answer some questions that you might have about Jesus. And if you do know Jesus, and I know your heart is to know him even more. And I hope that these podcasts are doing that for you. So we've talked about a lot of different things in the past a month or so when it comes to what one big idea, and and I want to just give you a little review. I jotted down some of the topics we've talked about so far. We talked about purpose, why you're here on this earth. You guys can go back and listen to old podcasts if you want to. We've talked about happiness, really contentment. We've talked about identity, and then we spent a week talking about insecurity, and today I want to talk about something that is near and dear to most of our hearts, and it is the topic of success. What makes you a success? How can you become a success in I believe in each of us is a wiring to want to be successful. It's just the way God created us. I do believe it's from him. However, um, the question really is, how do to, how are we pursuing success? And so I want to kind of give you the one big idea. Let me read you this sentence, and then we're going to spend just a few minutes uh, unpacking it and looking at some scripture that I think will challenge us. Um, here's, a, here's a statement. There are many, many ways to success, but if you want to be successful in God's eyes, you're going to have to pursue success God's ways. Okay? There are many ways to success, but if you want to be successful in God's eyes, you're going to have to pursue success God's ways. God says a lot about success. And so I thought probably the best place to start our discussion is in Matthew 18. And I'll read you a couple of uh, verses here, and then I'll turn to some cross-references. This discussion that happened between the disciples and Jesus is mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so here we go. In verse 1 it says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying... Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the context in Mark, Mark chapter 9, here we go, in verse, where is the verse that I'm looking for? 33. 33. It says they came to Capernaum, the disciples and Jesus. And when he was in the house, he asked them, "What were you discussing on the way?" So they were having this discussion behind Jesus's back. Well, he knew what they were talking about. It says, "But they kept silence, for on the way they had argued which one another about." I'm sorry, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. <laughs> and he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, "If anyone would be first, he must be." last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives once such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. And the Luke passages in verse 46 of chapter 9, also very similar, an argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great." This is amazing. And um, I, I want to just kind of retell you that statement. There are many ways to success. If you want to be successful in God's eyes, you're going to have to pursue success God's ways. So what I find fascinating about this discussion between the disciples and Jesus, uh, first of all, is that Jesus never rebukes the disciples for wanting to be great. He never says to them, see, a lot of us think, man, we kind of read these verses and interpret it as God doesn't want us to do anything great for his kingdom. And we kind of get in this kind of, you know, we, we think our desire to do something great for God is is bad. And so a lot of times we're like, we're changing our very path from doing great things for God to not doing them because we kind of misinterpret these verses. But, but that's not really at all what Jesus is saying, is he? I mean, he never says to the disciples, your question is a bad question. On the contrary, he makes a fuss about it so much so that it shows up in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and he sits them around him. And, and it's almost like, like he's condoning the question, but really, what, what's different about the way that he answers it is, is not the question that's the problem, Is how we pursue the answer that's the problem. I believe with all my heart that in each of us is a desire to do something great for God. He's put us on this earth... With, with a certain amount of works in, in Ephesians 2.10 after we're saved we're saved unto good works God wants to accomplish great things through us and anytime we share the gospel message of Jesus dying on the cross to save people from their sin and, and, and give people life and hope and freedom every time we do this we are accomplishing a great thing uh, for his kingdom and, and and when people respond in faith to the call of Jesus and somehow God uses us in, in bringing that to pass it's just an awesome awesome thing who of us who has ever had a chance to share Jesus doesn't attest to the fact that it is a highlight of joy in our life. And and we know that we're sharing truth and we know we're accomplishing God's purpose in our life. But but what happens along the way is that we get sidetracked by this earthly means of achieving success and greatness and so i think here i kind of framed this today in some questions i mean first i mean i think we all kind of agree that we all want to be successful that's not a question it's just a fact and most of us are kind of like the disciples i mean we're walking around kind of going who's the greatest who's the greatest teacher in our school who's the greatest doctor in our hospital i mean they've got these who's who i'll go to hotels and and, in vacation spots and and you know these magazines about a city like they'll be like you know what's there to do in denver colorado or what's there to do in hawaii whatever you're going to be be going on vacation and you'll open it and you'll have this who's who doctors in the town and you're like i don't care about doctors in the town I'm, I'm just here to vacation and it's like you can't get away from it we all want to be successful whether you're a mom you're constantly on the facebook trying to compare how you're doing compared to those around you we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but but we all have this innate desire to be successful even in the in the in the midst of church and i think even not just even in church but but more so in church. I find that we get caught up in this. Well, who's the greatest preacher? And who's the greatest writer? And who's the greatest small group leader? And who, you know, and, and we get so caught up in the same exact thing that the disciples got caught up in. Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And, um, and so the question, again, it, 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 we all want to be successful, but then what, what are we trying to accomplish? That's the question to ask yourself, is what are you trying to accomplish in your life right now. You might be a student, and you want to be the greatest student in your class. That is, that is not necessarily a bad goal. On the contrary, God wants you to, to, to do anything you do to do it with all your might. That's in an Ecclesiastes, and to be faithful. You know, he's faithful in little, he's faithful in much. And, and there's on and on scripture that kind of condones working hard and wanting to do the best that you can. Uh, but what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Uh, are you trying to be great financially? Are you trying to set up so much comfort that you are relying for your security on this financial cushion that you're building? Are you um, are you trying to accomplish some kind of position? Maybe you're in politics, maybe you have an ambition to, to get more clout, maybe in ministry. And you know in, in Twitter, if you're on Twitter, it kind of gives you this clout factor and people have this clout and they think that, you know, if she's going to be invited to speak, everybody will go hear her speak, whereas somebody might not have a lot of clout and so we can get so uh, caught up in this kind of cycle and status, family, job, you name it. What are you trying to accomplish? Maybe maybe it's more superficial than that. Maybe you just want the best Christmas decorations on your house ever or right now where I'm recording this in Halloween season and people are crazy about the Halloween decorations here in Chicago and, and it's like they are in a competition. Who will have the Best house decorations, and and uh, I'll just kind of give you this this uh, you know statement of I do not decorate for Halloween. It's just I just the rabbits eat the pumpkins if I put a pumpkin out, and so I have one mom. Actually, this year I went crazy. I got two of them, a purple one and a yellow one, and I have not watered them yet. They're flourishing, but it is despite me, not because of me. And so, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? And 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 what often happens is. In the very thing, so you've identified the thing you want to accomplish. It's no secret that for me, my area of struggle is ministry. I want to accomplish greatness for God in the work of his kingdom and ministry and teaching the word and speaking and writing. and, 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 And that desire is not bad. But when does it become bad? It's when you pursue it in earthly ways, and so remember our big idea is that there are many ways to success if you want to be successful in God's eyes you're going to have to pursue success God's ways well the problem is we get sidetracked and do things our ways and so the, what, what shows up in our life is selfish ambitions and so and so you do it uh, with a desire you might not. You might even tell yourself that you're not doing it with selfish ambitions, but the test for that is what happens when you don't get the thing that you want we've talked about that on this podcast before and uh, I think it's in James I was I just thought of this verse, let me just read you uh, James chapter 3, talking about the wisdom that is from above versus the wisdom that is from below, again strategy, gods versus the world who is wise and understanding among you in James three thirteen, by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false the, to the truth this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice, but the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And so on our way to accomplish success, our way, we get caught up with selfish ambitions and, and the Lord might honor your desire to be great, but he desperately wants to get rid of the selfish ambition in us, so he'll often put us in situations where it might feel painful, we might feel like failures, it might feel like we're not, you know, we're, we're failing, but in fact, what God's doing is just removing, is stripping us of the selfish ambition. Jealousy. Jealousy has to go. If you're trying to accomplish success, and you're constantly on the Facebook looking at the house of your neighbors and, and being jealous of the fact that they've got bigger pumpkins and prettier Halloween skeletons on their house. I and mean, you've got trouble. And competitiveness must go. Competitiveness is, is killing us in the church outside. We as followers of Christ. This is what's happening to the disciples. I mean, they were having this discussion. They were fighting. Jesus stops the fight. And he's like, what are you guys having a discussion about? And, uh... And, you know, and, and I think he's he using the word discussion loosely. Have you ever caught your, you know, my niece, my, niece, my nephews, well, sometimes we have in fights, and, and the mom will be like, what are you guys fighting about? They'll be like, we're just discussing, we're not fighting. And I feel like this is kind of this discussion that was happening over there. They're like trying to fight about who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. There is so much competitiveness. And, man, we know that Peter struggled with that selfish ambition and competitiveness, and, and he had to fail publicly. Actually, let me... Um, let me take you to the next question. What are we trying to accomplish? But then secondly, what stands in our way? And the biggest thing that stands in the way of accomplishing godly success, God's ways, is the self. It's me. It's me, myself, and I. And uh, and, and, and and I'm telling you, uh, we've got to allow God to kill the self in us. And, and as Christians, we're born again, our Technically speaking, uh, if you look at the verses in Romans, we were dead to self. We're no longer living. Galatians 2.20. We're living now by faith. We're alive to God. We're dead to self. Now, now, it, even though we understand that intellectually, the truth is that there are many areas in our life where God has to still kill certain selfish ambitions and jealousies and so sinful areas of our life to make us into the type of Christians, Christ-like, sanctified, growing, fruit-bearing, abundant-living people of God. And, uh, and, and that is that when it comes to the death of self, that is a painful process. It is not easy to, to, to die. <laughs> if you ask anybody who's watched somebody they love die, it is painful, whether it's quick or not. And actually, actually, the other thought I have about death to self is that sometimes it is a process. I wish it would happen quick. You know, you ever hear on the news, like, you know, somebody gets, you know, the plane crashes, they're dead. Boom. And you go, man, it's really sad. That's painful. But at least it was quick. Meanwhile, others, you you get a cancer or you, you have heart disease. I, I watched this summer my dad go through the most painful illness and, and ended up dying. And it felt like the slowest process in the world for all of us. And now I look back and think, what in that? slow I and mean, it was fast we just had a few months at the end where we were aware that he was going to be passing into eternity but but you know but, but, but when you're in it man it feels so slow and you wonder is it ever going to end and I think sometimes God puts us in these situations where we're dying to self and it's slow and it's like I just right now I'm going through a season where I'm like God just kill what needs to go in my life kill the selfish ambition the jealousy the competitiveness the envy the feeling of failure and shame that I get when I look like a failure to others meanwhile I, you know God is trying to work his version of success in me and um, I want it to be faster but it is a process and and, and and sometimes it's public you know for the most part I mean how often have you looked on the Facebook and you see a Facebook update of someone who's just lost their significant other or their brother or son or daughter you know, on and on it is public to die to self and 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 and, and you know what um, when it comes to God 's ways sometimes killing of this self selfish ambition killing of this desire to be greatest in our you know earthly Fashion, I mean, sometimes that is a public process and it can be very humiliating, but it is a powerful process, man. It is powerful and no more powerful than to the one that it's happening to, um, And so, you know, ask yourself, we're talking about kind of what are we trying to accomplish? What stands in the way? But then what does does God want? I mean, why is all this happening? I mean, the nice thing about the verses that we read today is that he tells us what he wants. We don't have to make it up. We don't have to wonder. I mean, he doesn't rebuke the disciples about wanting to be great. So we kind of get the sense that greatness is not bad. But now we get to the strategy. And Jesus' strategy are easy. I I mean, they're easy in that they're stated right there, but they're not easy. He says, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven so so the road to glory is through death of self humility humility sometimes humiliation but but think about a child I, I think I looked up the amplified um, version here, let me see, I read this at that time the disciples came up and asked Jesus who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven so he gets a child, puts him in a minute and he says truly I say to you unless you repent and then in parentheses it says change turn about, so, so we have to have a change of mind as to how we're pursuing greatness, there has to be a repentance God, I've been trying to accomplish it by by raising my clout by, by fighting for connection and networking and, and while all these things might not be bad, if you're clamoring for for position and fame and riches and clout. Man, he has to be a repentance of saying, God, I want to be like this child. And so unless you repent and become like little children, and in the Amplified Bible, it explains it in parentheses, trusting, lowly, loving, and forgiving. And, and i tell telling you, I can sum it up in one word, dependence. There has to be an utter dependence. A child cannot do things on his or her own. They're utterly dependent on someone to help them. I mean, they can do the basics, but, but but they quickly get frustrated and understand, I can't do this, so they're like, Mama, 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 I mean, just come and help me. And I think we've got to have that kind of attitude with the Lord. And listen, it is hard to, to be that way because it takes humility and a recognition that I can't do this on my own. And, and, and most of us are hardwired to try harder as opposed to trust deeper. And God will do whatever it takes. Listen, I'm learning this in my life. God will do whatever it takes to get us in a place where we will trust Him deeper. And not worry about what people will say. Right now, I feel like I'm walking in a season where, some, I don't know, I feel like, God, by now, I would have thought that you would have borne more fruit in the ministry. And, and sometimes I'm ashamed of, of the way that the fruit is compared to what I thought it would be. And, and, and yet I, I, I'm reminded when I read these verses that God doesn't judge things like we do. See, we're so easily impressed how many Twitter followers somebody has, how many books they've sold, how many people show up to their conferences. I don't think God looks at that. And we know it because he says it in these verses. And and, and and he wants us to have this childlike thing where accomplishments and achievements are nothing. We just come because there's a relationship and there's a depth of of acceptance that has nothing to do with what you bring to the table and everything to do with who God is. And thinking about these words, I am second, you know these videos that we that you can go online and look at, I am second, I am second, I am second. And every time I go through a failure and right I remind myself, what I am second. Of course I mean I, what did I expect? Jesus is first. He's the story. And I try to lift him up and remind myself that, you know, in the past I used to be like, Man, I can't believe I did that. You know, I almost felt like I deserved more. And now I remind myself, no, I don't deserve more. Anything God gives me is a gift. And so and so what is the key to this transition, this repentance? Really, it's it's surrender. And and I, I'm telling you, you gotta to surrender to God in the area where you're trying desperately to be successful. And you gotta to come to the place of brokenness. And I believe God is probably breaking you right now where He wants Wants you to say, God, do it your way. I want to be like this child. Whatever it takes, I'll humble myself. Because listen, if you don't humble yourself, He will humble you and uh, and surrender to this process. And I'm telling you, God always promises blessings from brokenness. I'm reading. I'm going to promo a book, and I'm going to be ending here in a sec. I read a book by Charles Stanley. I've read it before. I read it again. It's so blessed me. It's called The Blessings of Brokenness. Any of you who are listening to this who struggle with success, with performance, with needing to, you know, kind of, you know, feel like you're producing, you know, you need to read that book, The Blessings of Brokenness. It is really, I, I'm going to read it again. Actually, I just read it two days ago. I'm going to read it again because I need to get these principles ingrained in my brain. How can you tell you're on the same page as God when it comes to success? Listen, the test comes. When others get the thing that you want. How do you respond when others seem to win? And how do you respond when it seems as if you're failing? Are you depressed? Are you discouraged? Are you wallowing in shame and humiliation? Remember, the Lord says that anyone who waits on Him will never be ashamed. And so you keep waiting on God, people might laugh, they might point fingers, listen, they were laughing at Moses for 40 years in the wilderness, and he turned around and God showed up in a burning bush and used him as a leader of the people of Israel, no one is laughing at Moses now. And, and it, it all happens because God uh, uh, wills that we be humbled and be like little children. So if you want to be great, there are many ways to succeed, but if you want to be successful in God's eyes... You've got to have, or, or sorry, you're going to have to pursue success God's ways. That's it. There's no other way. And so start asking yourself, God, what, how would you have me be successful today? Joshua 1a talks about meditating in the word day and night. Man, God's strategies for success are nothing like the world's. And the minute you embrace His strategies, you're going to find the joy that He's desperately longing to give you. And I'm telling you, I've said this to people this week, and I'll say it again. I desperately want His kind of success and not mine. I desperately want to be broken, and I desperately want to be surrendered. I don't want to live for myself. I want to deny myself. If you're like me, just stop this podcast. We're ending right now anyway. And just say, God, I'm on the same boat as you. Whatever you want to do in my life, do it. Just as as long as I'm with you, that's all that matters. So this has been a great podcast for me. I hope it was for you too. I'll see you again next week and uh, just spread the word, let people know about this if you think it'll bless them and uh, know that you're being prayed for today. Bye.